I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Try and I did. Got a lot of things accomplished around the house and then had the privilege of ministering down in Samantha, Ohio. Well, it's Leesville. Well, it's Samantha. Well, it's just north of Hillsboro. Uh, Samantha Bible Baptist Church. What a sweet, small church. What great people. And uh, how wonderfully receptive they were yesterday morning. It was just such a privilege to share God's Word with the congregation there in uh, Samantha. So uh, to those, I am amazed at the the large percentage of the congregation who are daily listeners. Um, so those that are listening, thank you for your uh, your sweet spirits, your hospitality, and most of all, your response to God's word. So it was uh, it w- it was a good weekend. It really was. Uh, my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. A little program note, uh, top of the hour, 4 o'clock, we will be joined by our friends in Washington, D.C. again. I believe today and probably tomorrow we will be simulcasting uh, here and in Washington, D.C., so if you have friends up in that area, please tell them to turn uh, to tune in to 105.1 FM, 105.1 on the FM dial. Uh, the station is WAVA, and we'll be simulcasting from 4 to 6. I love this story for so many reasons. I would imagine that many of you, maybe most of you, are familiar with the Safe Haven Baby Box movement across America. If you haven't heard, here's what it is. Safe Haven Baby Boxes are usually installed on the exterior of a fire station, sometimes a police station, or some other public facility. 
Um, it is uh, climate-controlled. Well, let me tell you what it's for, and then I'll, I'll describe it. It is a place where women can place a baby that they do not believe that they can keep rather than abort it. Woman has a baby. She just doesn't believe that she can keep it, but she honors life and wants that baby to have a life and a better life. That mother can go to one of these safe haven baby boxes and place the baby in the box it's completely anonymous. There will be no charges filed. There will be no charges of uh, child abandonment or anything like that. The laws in the state uh, have been amended to protect the woman who wants to anonymously give up her baby. Now, a lot of people are repulsed by that. Here's the most important thing. The baby. The baby is saved. You say, well, well, Bob, that, who knows what could happen to that baby? Well, a lot of safeguards. The uh, baby box um, is climate-controlled, and it has a, a switch, an alarm, that immediately alerts fire, EMS, police, or whatever, immediately so that the baby can be retrieved from inside the fire station, for instance. So the baby is alone, usually for seconds, at the very most for minutes. And then provision is made for that child, that baby, to be taken to a local hospital. There's a lot of protocol involved with the Safe Haven Baby Box. Uh, They are popping up. All over the country. Uh, They're not certainly in the thousands yet. I'm not even sure they're in the hundreds. But they are being installed around the country. Well, there is a safe haven baby box at the local fire station in West Ocala, Florida. And not long ago, it was used for the very first time. Very first time And this is what's so cool. The child was put in the box. The door was closed. An alert immediately went to the firefighters. And the firefighter who received the alert immediately went to the box. And he said, this is the the firefighter. I picked her up and held her. We locked eyes. That was it. I've loved her ever since that moment. Eight-year firefighter Vincent, who asked that his last name be withheld for privacy reasons. He and his wife have been trying to have children for 10 years. They were beginning the adoption process when little baby Zoe was put into the safe haven baby box. Vincent was on duty at the fire station when the little girl was dropped off during the early hours. Quote, Dispatch called the station, stating that the baby box had been activated. I got out of bed, walked over with another firefighter to go check to see if there was anything in there. And when the lights came on, I opened up the back door to the box. Zoe 
was laying there. As a trained paramedic, he immediately started a medical examination on Zoe and called for hospital transport. He then rode in the ambulance with her to a local hospital for a mandatory observation period. Again, quoting, I handed the baby off to the nurses so they could do all the stuff they do at the hospital, and I pulled the doctor aside, and I had asked him, when's the caseworker going to get here? Because I would like to adopt her. Vincent was not able to speak to the caseworker at that moment, but at the suggestion of the doctor, he left a note explaining that he and his wife were already certified to adopt in Florida. Um, And the story goes on. Um, Within a short period, well, that was in January, quote, the couple were allowed to welcome the baby girl into their home in a couple of days. And Zoe was officially adopted into the family in April. The new father said, it's been just a whirlwind. There's just really no way to describe it. It's been crazy every day. Me and my wife still look at each other and just go like, I can't believe we have a child. And I can't believe our Zoe's our child and how everything happened. Well, Joy and I can um, identify with that. When our little baby boy came from the hospital just four days old and uh, realized that he was ours. So uh, we didn't do the um, baby box thing, but uh, we adopted and are so grateful that we did. What a great story. A baby that could have been aborted, was dropped off in one of these safe haven baby boxes, and all of the strategy was in place for the safety, the care of the child, and the firefighter who found her had been praying that God would give them a child. What a great story. I love that story. I pray that the um, Safe Haven Baby Box will expand all over America. It's all about saving babies, and this is just another way to save babies. We'll be back. Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, this is interesting. The Attorney General of Kansas is suing the Governor of Kansas. Yeah, well, what's this all about? It's all about the interpretation of of a new law in Kansas. Uh, The Attorney General says the law of Kansas prohibits individuals from changing their sex on their driver's license. 
the uh, governor says, well, the way the law is written, it could be interpreted in many ways. And, of course, people can change the sex on their driver's license if they're transgender. The attorney general is saying, no, 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 no. The attorney general is saying that the governor, quote, is violating her oath of office to uphold Kansas law. The attorney general, Chris Kobach, is a Republican. The uh, governor, Laura Kelly, is a Democrat. Uh, As I combed through the story, it said, and I quote, more than 900 people in Kansas have changed the listing for sex on their birth certificates in in the past four years, while 400 people have changed their driver's licenses in that same time frame. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. But I could understand why people who are call themselves trans, you and I know that there is no such thing as transgenderism. We know that. Uh, but people who, a male who is pretending to be a female, identifying as a female, I, again, I don't get me wrong. I don't understand. I mean, I don't agree, but I could understand their logic. I think it's faulty logic, but I could understand their logic in saying, uh, "I uh, was born a male, but now I identify as a female. I look like a female. I act like a female, and so I'm going to put female on my driver's license." Okay, don't agree, but I get that. But on a birth certificate. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. A birth certificate reflects the conditions at birth. Uh, You can't come uh, around 20 years later and change the address where the mother or the father lived. You can't do that. You can't come around 25 years later and change the date. You know, I'm maybe 30, but I feel like I'm 20, and I'm going to change the date. No, 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 no. A birth certificate is, guess what? A birth certificate. It certifies the live birth, okay? So if you are allowed legally to change the sex the gender, on a birth certificate, you're lying. Now, someone can go the trans route and go through a sexual reassignment surgery, hormone therapy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and identify as the opposite sex. But nothing, 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 nothing can change the birth It is absolute insanity. It is absolute insanity to allow someone to change the sex on their birth certificate. Uh, Amend it. Uh, Born male, now identifying as female. Nuts. Crazy, but okay. But to, to... to try to change the conditions, the circumstances at birth, 
is just a complete, it's not just a misrepresentation. It's a lie. And yet in the state of Kansas, 900 people have changed the sex on their birth certificate. That is just nuts. And then uh, quickly before the break, um, most of you are familiar with Kirk Cameron and uh, his children's books and his story time in libraries. You may remember when he started this about a year ago, uh, almost every major library in America refused to allow Kirk Cameron to read a Christian-themed book in a library. Drag queens? Fine. Porn? Fine. A Christian book about biblical character? No, 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 no. Well, he began suing individual libraries. I think the first one was in New York City, and then I think the second one was in Los Angeles. And uh, they finally said, okay, okay, you can come and read in our library. Well, here's the latest. Kirk Cameron and his publisher, Brave Books, have uh, decided to sue the American Library Association, which is the largest library association in America. Uh, It's been around since 1876 because he found out they sent out memos to libraries all across America. Don't let this Kirk Cameron in. He's suing. Good for him. We'll be back. 